Hey guys, it's uh, featuring Jeff Goblin, featuring me, Tyler Armstrong. I'm here too, Austin Armstrong. I'm not quite sure if I'm featured yet or not. I think you'll get there. Right. Yeah, we're working. I'm on working it. on it. Uh, guys, today uh, we have an interview, and we're gonna jump into it fast because uh, when when we first started this podcast. I put out the offer to interview and this is one of the first people who said yes. And I was very excited about, and then schedules and life and, and the world happened and everything got weird. And we finally had the chance to connect and we're very excited. Uh, she is an actress, a musician, a singer, which is also a musician, a comedian of sorts. Yeah. A character, actor, I don't know, just a very all-around funny, wonderful human being, uh, Miss Maria Walker. So I, I'd like to just... Let's just dive in. Yeah, I think she's waiting for us, so... She's sitting here very quietly. So yeah, we're just going to bring it all together. Okay, we are here uh, with Maria Walker. Far as Hi. I know, a, a musician, an actress, a comedian... Uh, an entrepreneur, maybe? Uh, you could call me an entrepreneur. Uh, lately, a lot of it's been like napping okay. and being a dog mom. A dog mom. It sounds like we're living uh-huh. the same life. Are we? I've been napping <laughs> and being a dog dad. So um, I think I've seen maybe on, on Instagram or Facebook or things, but can can we get a, a little, can we dive into to what dog life is like? Names? Breeds, personalities, I, lifestyles. Okay, so, I'm readjusting. So <laughs> I happen to have a, a a dog named Lloyd. Lloyd. He just turned a year old. He's half Basset Hound and half Italian Greyhound. Do you guys know what Italian Greyhounds are? I know what a Greyhound I is. I mean, I'm is it a, I know what Italian like the thing on the side of the bus? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so what you're imagining is like a big ass dog that like runs around and is on a track. What you want to actually be imagining is like the smallest version of that possible. Like a whippet? Smaller than a whippet. Oh. That like the kind that like sit on women's laps in like Renaissance paintings. (laughs) Okay. Oh my gosh. That look like they could break like at any moment. So somehow a. So a super fragile basset hound. Yeah. Well, luckily, like, because they have, like, heavy bones, Basset Hound, so he's just kind of normal. Um, but he's, like, weird and skittish. Like, he's long and short like a Basset, but, like, he's a weird ass <laughs> Does he have dog. the ears? Just, Does he have the big yeah. ears? Oh, he my gosh. He's very long He's ears. probably super handsome. Uh, he is. I'll send you photos. Yeah. If only this were a video podcast. But I'm I keeping know. him out of the room because he's loud. Does he, does he do, like, the yap or more like the... Oh. So yeah. he he does regular barking. He does okay. bar- what I call barping, which is like. Bark, 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 bark. Okay. <laughs> okay. He barking. howls and, and then he bays. So like the howl being like what you did that like. But the baying is like this weird thing that only hounds do where they like it's when they like they put their chins like straight up to the sky and they kind of go like. <laughs> it, it <is>. yeah. <laughs> it's like the funniest noise i've ever heard oh in my life. i love lloyd already that's you funny. should love lloyd my he dog is. kind of bays he's a boxer bull mastiff mix mm. he's a stud uh name? but he's uh, isaac is his bible name <laughs> but we call him moose okay. yeah um but he does he's more of like a wookie how he's like Ooh. He does that kind of stuff, yeah. I love that. And yeah, he cries. He was Chrysic when he was younger for years because he does like the like just talk talk cries because he wants food. He's very like food motivated. Yeah. So Lloyd will do that too, and he's uh, I call him Roy when he's not being good. <laughs> so he has like a bad he has personality. An alter ego. <laughs> he's yeah, a bad or boy. <laughs> Roy or Clarence. Uh, and very, very rarely is he actually Lloyd, but. Oh, Clarence Roy is a very strong bad dog name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm Clarence Roy, <laughs> and I'm here to tear your shit up. <laughs> good. I love that you're a dog mom. That's Oh, nice man. Thing. It's been so good. I didn't know any of my neighbors before COVID. Like, I was just, like, alone working from home in my house, even before the pandemic. And then got a dog 
lost my job, just spent like all day outside in my yard. And now I know everyone in my neighborhood because everyone stops and talks to me because I have a, like I had like an adorable puppy and now I have an adorable dog. Oh, yes. Lloyd, bringing the neighborhood together. So now you're neighborhood oh, yeah, famous. No. Yeah, I like that. Oh, someone referred to it once as like I hold court like in my yard because all the people with their dogs come in and it turns into a dog park in my yard and we can social distance. So I'm like, oh, Maria, just holding court with the whole neighborhood. <laughs> you, you live in LA, right? Because it sounds do, like you yeah. live in like Nashville, the way that you talk about your neighbor. Mm, holding court. Well, holding I, court. I also think that I've been talking with like a mild like Southern accent ever since I started doing the Clarence Roy voice. And so now I'm stuck here. I'm Blanche Deborah over Golden Girl. And a gentleman's want to come over and see me and talk about my dog. <laughs> And you have the eyebrows that go with it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my Only goodness. Pod, a pod, your podcast listeners could see my eyebrows. They move a I know. lot. Austin has a hard time with the, like, he has a visual for, for recording, but he doesn't realize that doesn't translate oh, in the yeah. podcast. So we've had yeah. many episodes where Austin's like, oh, you're doing the hand thing. And I'm like, you're going to either have to explain the hand thing or you got to just not mention the hand thing. I love, air, I love air quoting, too. Yeah, he air quotes a lot. And I'm like, you just have to do do it with your voice. Yeah, he yeah. D- he's where he's still learning. Yeah, nice to see you guys. Yeah, see right. Oh, that was you air say you with say your it, voice. You say it like I, it's actually not nice to see you, but that's right because it isn't. You, I mean, yeah. in this case, it is. But yeah, no, yeah. in reality, it is. Uh, but I like. Well, I guess I just use them like this air quote was for being secretly mean, but actually mean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Not any way I'd really want to be. Okay. So I don't know why I'm like taking control. No, no, take control. I love this. No, it's your job. (laughs) Okay. It's your job. So Tyler, you and I know each other. We've known each other for over 10 years. At least. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've known Janine for, I think uh, Janine and I just had like our 12 year anniversary. Yeah. That's lovely. And we years. met around that same time through the movie theater era years. I think so. I remember the first time I met you. I don't know if you remember the first time you met me. I don't know I that think, I do explain. I think it was the first time I met you. So it was at, I want to say it was at uh, a friend of ours house, the other, the redhead family. That's not you. Uh, the Springers. Oh, yeah. Caleb and Jay. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you were playing the guitar and singing, and I was like, oh, there's my friend. This person has a lot of personality, <laughs> and they're being loud and singing. Yeah. Little does he know, I will meet him in the middle and be doing that, too. Um, I, I don't really remember talking, but I remember seeing you and being like, that's a person I want to talk to. I do. I remember that party a long time ago. And mm-hmm. I remember you playing at that party too. Mm-hmm. Like we all had a we all had a big old jam '90s fest. Yeah. Evening at the Springer House in Ben Lomond. Yeah. 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 Which is weird because I can't remember even the last time I was there. That might have been it. I think that was it for me too. Honestly, I think Jazz got in a fight in the street that night too. There was like a whole there's a whole drama later in the wow. evening there. I must have been gone. Then I moved. I moved when I was. Uh, God, I don't even know how many years ago, like seven or eight years ago, I moved like three houses down the street and lived there for a couple of years. And I kept walking by that house with my little dogs I had at the time, a little Maltese and a Maltese poodle mix that my girlfriend had had that I kind of adopted in Jean Ralphio and and Chessa. But uh, I, I changed Chessa's name to Mona Lisa when we got Jean Ralphio because it made more sense to have the pair. Yeah, the Uh. whole pair. But we I walk by that house work. all the time. I'm like, I know this house. There's people hanging out on that roof. There's people uh-huh. playing music in that yard. They're still <laughs> growing weed. Maybe the same people live there. I spent my like youth hanging out at that house because I used to uh, do, I was going to say do drugs, but that makes it sense. <laughs> <laughs> so illicit. I used to smoke a lot of pot there when I was a teenager. Like, I used to do drugs there. <laughs> I was doing drugs. We were shooting crack cocaine into our buttholes. That's one of the first things I remember actually. Well, this is one of my first impressions of you, I think, Austin, was listening to those podcasts. Shooting crack cocaine in your butthole. butthole. (laughs) Oh, no. You were explaining, I think, the concept of 
boofing? Uh, doing Molly up your anus? Yeah, boofing. Yeah, that okay, sounds right. I don't remember it being called that, but I, I remember thinking like, I, oh, I thought it was ballooning. Or oh, maybe it was maybe it was ballooning <laughs> or helicoptering. Wow. <laughs> Yikes. I don't know what would make it a helicopter. The, heli- the helicopter thing sounds dangerous. I guess you have to use your <laughs> hips for that one to really like rotors work out. Up there. Yeah. <laughs> Are you still playing music? Um, currently, so I like almost finished up an album. Ooh, oh, congrats! Right yes, COVID congrats. Hit, and then stuff fell apart with that person that I was writing the music with. So who knows what will happen with that? But that could be a really exciting like VH1 behind the scenes like release, though you could mm-hmm. do. It would be like, who knows? Maybe it'll come together. But that like it really got everything going for me because I hadn't really done much musically since I left the Insiders, actually. Uh, I don't know if you ever like are part of a music project that's like so big and takes up so much of your time and and is like, you know, it's wonderful, but it's also like emotionally exhausting. And then you leave that and then you just kind of like bereft of your like want to. I mean, I do that every year with ginger and juice, but yeah, we only play a few times a year and that's enough for me to already get there like emotionally. (laughs) Yeah. It's like hard, man. It's It's hard. uh, It was. Yeah. And then I like, um, anyway, I was taking it like a little break, um, even like recently. And I was like this whole pandemic, cause I lost my job. So like, I've just been like not doing anything and, I was like, I just want to be creative, like laying around and like sleeping all day and then being like, I want to be creative, but I can't do it. And then, gentlemen, I bought what is known as a cue cord. Do either of you know what that is? I don't know what a cue cord is. Oh, man. It is this like crazy synthesizer instrument. Um, It's like a it's made by Suzuki and Suzuki is the only one that makes it. They used to have a that's predecessor is called an Omnichord. But basically it like kind of looks like a guitar. Um, okay. It's like a combination somehow between like an auto harp and accordion and a synthesizer. Holy so shit. OK, it's it's wild. So like so it's like a, it's this, like an electric melodica. Kind of. Okay. So it doesn't have a keyboard, like a standard keyboard, like a piano, um, but it has buttons and you can play literally every single chord except for like crazy jazz chords. So it's like so a child's you- instrument, but they actually did it oh, right. They had, they had one of those back in the day that was just a yellow giant thing that had a bunch of colorful buttons on it. And you hit a note and it's like, wee, ah, ooh, ee, ah, it is, mm, mm, it's, it's so crazy. It, yeah, it's kind of like that. Like, if you look it up on YouTube, literally the only thing you're going to see is like some Gen X kids, uh, not Gen X, Gen Z kids, like uh, playing like, um, uh, what's that show? Adventure Time, like the Adventure Time theme. <laughs> or like old people, like elderly people using it to sing like hymns. Jesus is here. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you're bringing it back to the millennial crowd. Yeah, I am. It's so amazing, though. So basically, what you do is you can you hit these, uh, you hit the chord button, and it'll do it in like, like whatever style of music you have it set to, like jazz, Latin, funk, uh, country, waltz, whatever, and it'll give you these different tones. And then you have on the other side what's called a strum plate, and it just plays like arpeggiated notes in whatever chord you're playing so it's like you have a band inside of an instrument oh, and it's so fun it's really so you pick a chord use. and it's like yeah <laughs> yeah it plays like the the do mi soul of any chord you're playing but it Holy does it in like shit. all these different and this octaves is a, a cue box it's called a cue chord cue should chord. i grab it i don't know how it would read do you want me to grab it yeah, yeah you should grab yeah it. we can it's cool okay yeah. i'll be right back yeah it's very strange yeah. <laughs> I'm not editing that out because that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's big. Sorry. It's a pretty large thing. Oh, it's. Yeah. So, so this is a cue chord by Suzuki. So, so for the people listening, oh my it, God, it, it almost looks, looks like an it, old school guitar. It looks like a, it looks like Prince's yeah. guitar and a keyboard had a baby. Yeah, pretty much. It it's looks like purple. Prince's guitar <laughs> and a keyboard and one of those like like little fake guitars you buy for like a toddler when you're trying to get them into music like all three of those things had a weird threesome and and that children's thing got pregnant and made this like it might as well be that so i'm gonna try to do it where it's not like obnoxiously loud does it have its own speaker in it yeah so you can just bring it around speakers right here nice so 
Oh, man. Right? And then, so these are all buttons. So this is like D flat, A flat, you know, E flat, whatever, going majors. This makes it minor. This makes it a seventh chord. And then if you press combinations of them, you can get like a diminished chord or, or an augmented chord. Holy shit. Um, so you can essentially do anything except for like B flat minor, seven flat five or whatever. Um, so. Oh my God. And you do. So you, you, s- you actually strum it kind of? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Can, it's a touch tone. You can, yeah. And there's also a, like a, a like a pitch bend. <laughs> oh my gosh it's so crazy or you could be like yeah i want to have i want one beats on oh my god this is amazing <laughs> oh my god! now gosh. we all want one a cue chord how wait how much is this instrument oh stupid <laughs> like a thousand bucks no not that much it's like 250 Oh my gosh! I need one for teal chair. That's that's not that's not stupid. I feel like so for what it can do. Just so you know, no, it's I've not. mentioned teal chair a couple times. It's just so when I sit, he's very excited. I about sit this in a teal chair when we podcast. Joke. No, it's our new band. Uh, so <laughs> I just picked up his guitar at his house, and I played. And Tyler read out of a David Sedaris book in different genres you can find it i think in episode 11 or 12 yeah uh so teal chair has a new lead singer every time and we have this thing called the tiny desk tiny coffee table series kind (laughs) of like tiny desk but teal chair is the only band that shows up every time we we keep (laughs) pretending at least in our podcast that we bring on a new band every week to do a podcast within a podcast to have like new music brought into the world from these these new bands, but the new band every time happens to be Teal Chair, and <laughs> happens to always use a different author, and just all of their lyrics are literally verbatim them reading this author, but you know sing songing voice. Yeah. It. So we did that. David Sedaris. David Sedaris worked really well. We did Ryan Gosling. <laughs> We've been working on Winnie the Pooh. I mean, we have this whole series that's that instrument that though could take like- it to the next level. Like, That's like a fun improv game. It's oh a gosh, super yeah. fun improv game. Yeah, and I honestly think great. like for, for parties, for music friends, it's like just pick a book off the shelf. That is your lyrics to work with. People all jam and the singer has to just work with the lyrics in the book that is given to them. And it is I would glorious. Love, it is the best to play that. I've been like, do you want to do you want to be the next singer on Teal Chair? I would. Okay, <laughs> we yeah. can make that happen. Great. We'll have to. We'll we'll bring you on for a, a second episode in which we bring you into the Actually, podcast. Actually, maybe you should be the maybe you should be the musical talent, and we'll be reading because <laughs> you have that amazing instrument. No, we're we're buying one this week. I mean, clearly, we're buying oh, one cute, this week. Oh, it's so good. Just keep your eyes peeled because you can get deals. Like sometimes it'll be like three seventy five, and then it'll be like the next week it'll be like two fifty. Because that so. that would take my. I've been trying to. My drumming, I got really bored with it for a while. Like, yeah. I hit a plateau. I was trying to be like, oh, let's go into, like, Cuban jazz and get weird. And I was like, mm, okay, this is hard, and hard is not what I want to do right now. <laughs> yeah. So I got into, I found this MIDI keyboard that I can yes. hook into a laptop and just make all these different tones out of. So I play drums with my right hand, and then I MIDI keyboard with my left hand. So I've been doing, I've been playing with one of those too. Um, I'm like so fortunate, like honestly, the best thing that has come out of this pandemic besides like a ton of people dying, that's not a best thing. Um, <laughs> I was like, wow. Ooh, <laughs> yikes. <laughs> Meow, kitty got claws. Um, no, it's like I've I've just, like I, I mentioned this earlier, but I've gotten to know my neighbors. So I've made them all play with the cue chord at some point because I'm like, they're like, I don't know how to music. And I'm like, you don't have. To know music, right? To play this, She's like, um, you know how to button, and that is the most important thing. For this. And you just got a button and like jam your hand, just jam your hand, and that's it. Like, but you just you just hit stuff. But um, one of my neighbors is really awesome, and uh, I've been playing with Ableton since I got it because I wanted to figure out how to plug it in and record with it yes. with the cue chord. Um, and he let me borrow one of those little MIDI keyboards. Yeah, they're and, rad. It's so fun. Oh my gosh. I'm making beats for the first time. Like I've never really been like a, a techno gal, but now yeah. I'm like 
artists. Like I'm like making all this really weird stuff. Which is the first step to being a rap artist, you realize. Oh, I am. So that's coming next. Been a dream of mine for a long time to be a white woman rapper. Yep. Yeah, during during, uh, during our time when we were all evacuated from San Lorenzo Valley during the fires, I had brought that thing to my buddy's house, and they have a full grand piano, tons of drums, guitars, a bass, things like that, and I brought that MIDI keyboard, and we had like an EDM show one night with that MIDI keyboard, and people were fighting over it to play with it, because there's so many settings. Like You can hit one key, and it's like, it's so much fun. It is so I, much like, fun. I can't, I can't get over like how much I love stuff like that and playing. Uh, same neighbor brought over. Also, do you know what an, an automaton is? Automaton? No, I thought it that's like the thing like... that took over the Earth in Marvel. Yeah, oh, like uh, Tony Stark Ultron? made it. <laughs> <laughs> the age of automaton. <laughs> yeah, did it, the age of, if it did, that movie would be. I, I was gonna make a joke like that movie is terrible, but I liked it, so I can't. But the it would be so much more annoying was where I was going with that. But <laughs> the, the automaton is like this crazy Japanese instrument. I want to say it's Japanese. Uh, it looks like a music note, but it's three dimensional, and the neck of it is like a fretless keyboard. And then so it's like the, a quarter note. It's a quarter note exactly. Okay, yeah. Have you seen this? No, I just know what. No, because okay, I was like, so it can't an be an eighth though. note. That'd be a really but weird looking instrument. Yeah, so like <laughs> the the stem and the flag is like the is like the neck of the instrument. Gotcha. Press. Okay. And then yeah. the ball part that's like the dot that would be on the quarter note mm-hmm. is like a little face with a mouth, and if you squeeze it, it goes. Bah! And so, <laughs> oh literally, like the most annoying instrument that's ever existed in the entire world. How do you so. what, like? What are the? How do you play it? So what you do is it's battery operated or maybe it's plug you plug it in and it charges but you what you do is you press like the neck to make notes but like I said it's fretless so it's like it could be really off to like out of tune so it's like it's really it's, crazy it's, like it's not stand up bass style neck playing yeah, but like instead of being like low and like kind of smooth, where you're like, I want to sing a song over this, it's like <laughs> the most abrasive, annoying sound. It's like, for some reason, oh. that sounds Japanese to me. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like it would be a Japanese so instrument. It's like people playing on a saw with a bow. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a terrible noise. And if you squeeze the bottom part that has like what looks like a mouth, you can kind of get some vibrato and also make it louder. Oh, and no. it is my favorite thing. If you look up, you can watch this on YouTube. Listeners do this. Just go up and look up like automatones on youtube and find multiple pl- people playing the automaton at the same time trying to harmonize <laughs> oh my god like, there's one that's like five automatones trying to do green sleeves oh and my god yes they're trying to harmonize with each other but no one because there's no like frets it's like the tones are really off and not only that they're trying to do like thirds or like oh it's it's a really um, on the other side of that though i'm sure there's a few people who slay that instrument Oh, yeah. There I has to be with every time. instrument, yeah, right? Like big time. There has to be. Yeah. <laughs> like there has to be a savant with every so instrument. So we need a cue chord and an yes. automaton. Yes. Cue chords and automatons. That might yes. be the title of this I, episode. I, like, I, I, due, due to COVID too, I loved picking up like weird instruments. Like the, what do they call it? It's like a like what Shia has been playing with, the thumb piano. Oh, like, like an ocarina? Uh, it's uh, not an ocarina. Ocarina is a flute. I always thought it was ocarina. It's a kalimba. A kalimba is what it's called. Kalimba. Yes. Kalimba. Yeah. 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 It's like what the Rugrats th- song is. Yeah. Bling, 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 That's actually played bling, on a keyboard, bling, bling. but yeah. But yeah. It's a kalimba tone, though, on a keyboard. It's just the only song Shia knows on <laughs> That's true. On that the instrument. <laughs> yeah, very true. Very true. But I played with one of those and I loved it. It might be the only song that sounds good on that instrument, too. Another one I played with that I fell in love with was a handpan. What is a handpan? It looks like a UFO. Like it's a metal okay. UFO. Oh, it's a hippie it has, instrument. It has twelve notes on it. it goes like, ding, 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 it's, you, ding, you know that hippie ding, ding, ding. in India who went there with no money and then just sits in the street playing that exact pan. Yeah, yeah. It's the only it's, thing that fits in his backpack. Like, Are we talking about the same person? Probably. <laughs> Have yeah. you seen Downtown Santa Cruz? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally, yeah. totally. If a, if like a homeless person could afford a three thousand dollar piece of metal that makes notes, amazing. that's what that is. But it's amazing. Like any like anyone can play it. Who's like rhythmically challenged, 
musically challenged and just like hit random things because it's all in key because it's in one key. So like you can't play a bad note. And you can just whack around and be like, bing, bang, bang, dong, ding, ding, ding. These it are sounds my good. Favorite, these are my favorite kind of instruments to play um, and to mess around with ones that like are not difficult because I don't know, it feels like kind of like my music philosophy that I think everyone should be able to have fun playing an instrument and like not be intimidated by it because the joy of music and making stuff, especially playing with other people is so fun. So if it's not hard, then people like are more likely to want to play with me. And that's what I like. Yeah. That's, I, that's one I thing I've loved about doing percussion. Love that philosophy. Is that percussion is way easier for someone who is music, like zero music at all. Like in their life, they've never played anything, but yeah. you can give them a shaker or a conga or something like that. And be like, just try this. And then like 12 other people come in with simple stuff. And it sounds amazing. I like to think that I would be a good drummer based on what I do when I'm driving my car with my hands when I'm listening to music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I have secret dreams that I would be either a really good drummer or a really good bass player just based on what I do by myself, like having like no instrumental knowledge at all. But I'm like, oh, my hands. You, all you need is two-way independence, right? Yeah, totally. Who needs feet? My brother and dad are both drummers. And, like, I inherited the hand thing, like, from them both. But oh, yeah, I, you're good with your hands. I do not <laughs> feel comfortable on a drum set whatsoever. Like, I sit behind it, I'm like, this is in my blood. And I start to do it, I'm like, this is not me <laughs> at all. I cannot do Like, I this learned guitar. my blood. I learned guitar specifically because I wanted to be a front man. And in the yeah. 90s, like, you had to play guitar to be a front man. Yeah, like, you weren't up, allowed. Pick it up, pick it up. You weren't allowed to not have an instrument. And in the 2000s, I mean, kind of thanks to the Jonas Brothers and some other, like, you know, we really made, because, like, we used to have singers that were just singers in the 50s, 60s, 70s. Sure. And then when the 80s hit, you had to have a keyboard. And then the 90s, you had to have a guitar. And it took, like, the 2000s to really get back to, like, being a singer again. So I'm now, like, just a singer again. But when I pick up a guitar, I'm like, I remember how to do this, and I like it. But I don't love having to play the guitar. Like, I'd much rather <laughs> hire someone to play the guitar so um, I can sing. I've done both. And I feel always, like, very uh, self-conscious about my, like, instrument skills. Um, I mean, I mostly, like, play ukulele, like, at this point, you know, like, in terms of instrumentation. Like, I was never good at the guitar. Um, but, like, yeah, like, I, I've, I've fronted. I, it sounds I'm like not, you're, you're pretty, right you're pretty now, musically. You definitely fronted. Yeah, yeah. you're pretty I'm musically front. knowledgeable though with your notes and your theory and stuff. Oh, I went to school because the reason why I like took I so I like went to music school. I did it at Cabrillo, but I like went through the whole program is because I was like I can't be just a singer. Exactly what you're talking about, Tyler. I was like I can't be just a singer because no one takes singers seriously. This was my mindset then. It's because you don't know what you're talking about. And so you can get like, you're never going to be able to get your ideas across if you can't say what can't you, speak, you can't music. express what you're talking yeah. about. Um, like I almost just couldn't and, like, <laughs> and I was like, okay, I really want to be able, cause I have a lot of musical ideas. So I was like, I want to be able to have the vocabulary to collaborate with other musicians. And for a while I did. And then I joined the insiders, didn't get to use any of my music knowledge at all. And a lot of it went away. <laughs> <laughs> can't read music anymore like if i i could if i really tried but it would take a while yeah yeah you know for singers and drummers it kind of walks hand in hand because we can like oh I, sure i can read drum sheet music like a monster ah like a re like it looks like a pile of notes across a page but i can sit there and play to it but to read like a piano piece it would take me hours <laughs> to be like okay that this that and blah like it take me so long but you as a drummer like, like i've always wanted to be able to be like mm. rhythmically i can tell them like play not don't do eighth notes do this instead like do a shuffle or do yeah. in threes or whatever but i'm not able to be like change it from an a to a g like i had no idea what that meant <laughs> like or tonality wise what that meant i used to be able to do so much musical stuff like really quickly and it's it's not gone but it's like deep in the back part of my brain. Mm -hmm. It's deep. Yeah. The nice thing about music right now and music coming back is that no one has to do shit right now other than like just fucking cover the bangers because everyone has missed live music so much. I just told like our <laughs> band is trying to get back together currently so that we can go 
like do a few shows in the fall or winter or whatever, you know, like as, as COVID is coming to its close, we yeah. can like have the comeback. Like we all did it party, you know? And I'm like, we don't need to write new music. We don't even need to think too hard about it. Like we can just like whatever you listen to during COVID to get you through, as long as it made you feel good. Yeah. Let's just cover it. Let's just cover it. Well, Cause fuck it. Like anybody wants, all anybody's going to want to do is be in a room with other people they love and dance for the first time in like a year and a half. And I'm, I told my band, I'm like, dude, we're going to play Mac Miller and Anderson Pack and Missy Elliott. And we're just like going to throw bangers down. Let's hit up Beyonce. We're not going to do it well, but we're going to do it. It's going to be great. I think you could do Beyonce. We have done it once to quite uh, a lot of fanfare. Which, which at- one did we do? We did a... Uh- the one with the horns, because we hired the hitman to join us for that one song. We da, paid the hitman. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Yeah. We did the little dance as a group and everything. <laughs> Listeners, I'm doing the single ladies. Yeah. Hand the, the single ladies handshake. <laughs> but yeah, we did hire we did hire multiple horn players to join us on stage for like less than thirty seconds. Um. And I paid them each a hundred dollars. I was just going <laughs> to <laughs> worth it. It was worth, worth it for them. Penny. I mean, and it was Dude, funny for, for the group. Exactly. Funny for the group and like totally exciting for your audience. We we like, played with maybe. Coffee Zombie Collective. Do you know them at all? Uh-huh. Uh, so, do I know anyone in that? Maybe. They they do all covers and they open for us at Mo's Alley. We were the headlining act that night. This was like, right, this was the, this, this was 2019 in April. Yeah, it was, it was, it was the, the spring before COVID spring. Got it. So we we saw that we were playing with them and we were stoked, but we knew like if they're going to open, they're going to play every song everybody knows and everyone's going to dance and sing along and be stoked and we're going to be fucked. You know, like people might like us, but when you go up against a full cover band who's good at what they do, like you got to bring your cover game. Oh. So we yeah decided right. like what songs would they never touch? So we put together a lineup, a mashup that was about 25 minutes long that went from like Aaliyah to Missy Elliott to Beyonce to Mac Miller to Anderson Pack, And we just did like a hip hop mashup that couldn't be beat with with the little we had Ravi at the time who literally built me a little keyboard setup that did like elephant noises. So I could be like, if you got a big let me search it. Let me see how hard I got to work it. Yeah. And yeah, I had like multiple little moments where I just had to hit a certain key to hit that certain hip hop sound that we needed to make the song work. Okay. And Austin rapped. I rapped. Like we went through this huge segment and people loved it. And like, that was our last show ever is ginger and juice. We wow. broke up COVID. like 14 couples that night. Oh. We broke chairs. We broke wine glasses. There, it was it was a little bit of a riot in Moe's, but we made a lot of money. Like I think we walked out of the room with almost two grand, which that's is amazing. Really in, crazy in for Moe's Alley. Moe's Alley, it's good. Yeah. yeah, like we walked out with that much cash in hand, and we're you like make that, like a cut of the door or something. Yeah, lovely. And uh, and then that's the last time we ever played together. You have said something though two things that I just want to like touch on about like some kind, it's got to be some kind of thing about like what happens with the band is putting in a lot of time and effort for like a bit that you want to have happen and like seeing it through. So like uh, hiring a whole other like horn section of a band to come in for one song or getting a whole device made just to make one noise in a, in a song so that like, you can have that, that, uh, I that resonates with me a lot. Um, <laughs> well, I, it, it changes the dynamics so much. It like the simplest little, like the elephant noise in that song. It's in the original. Yeah. I mean, in the, I would say the radio edit original. And it, to me, it had to happen. You know, oh, yeah. like, because we were trying to figure out ways to do it without him. Like, no, it has to happen. And everyone in the band's like, I have an instrument. I'm doing a thing. Like, I'm not going to try to do that, too. And I was like, I'll do it if you make it available to me. And it was a whole learning session of mm-hmm. like, you know, like, I now have to time myself specifically, too, because I immediately sing with it. So, like, I have to, like, get over there. know it's there. I taped it, I think, for Mo's Alley. Like the specific keys like had colored tape so I'd know what to hit 
which is hard in the dark too because it's you know well during practice it was really hard because you had one key that would do the elephant noise and one of them would do a cat's meow yeah so we get a lot of like <laughs> <laughs> if you got a big meow let me search it it I mean, was it was rough makes sense well let's let's dive into you well or are we gonna dive into our quiz Actually, I think we're going to dive into a quick commercial break, make those bucks, and be right back. See you guys soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We do have a quiz for you. Do you want to hear the list of notes I made last night? Oh my God. I'm so excited that someone, our guest actually took notes. I did. Well, I wanted to be ready. Yeah, Um, no, I love this. Let's, let's just run it. So, uh, I, I had a Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Is this the first time I've said Jeff Goldblum since we've been talking? Yeah. 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 That's pretty, pretty typical for the podcast. I really hope you edit this down. I mean, we've had a lot of good, good talk, but geez, Louise. We'll see. Um, we'll see we'll see uh so jeff goldblum for me uh i love the man but what's come up most recently are you guys on hinge either either on Hinge? i I um, was i was and then i curated a stalker off of it and then i deleted it i don't know what hinge is to be honest hinge is a dating app that's like instead of like like the way that tinder just has like some words and then pictures you can ask questions um so like it or it'll ask you questions and you answer them so people can kind of get an idea of what you're like um so some really trite ones that people might answer me that like the key to my heart is and then they'll say at the bottom of the ocean um which is (laughs) wow just in a treasure chest (laughs) so it's like only scuba people would like that's right um I'm I'm only willing to date anyone who has a breathing apparatus that they have to use. So it's, it's <laughs> it is. <laughs> but what I noticed, so I live in Hollywood. I live in East Hollywood specifically, which people don't know is a neighborhood. Nice. I didn't know that either. So there yeah. is a West Hollywood. Is that Hollywood that we think of? So there's Hollywood, Hollywood. West Hollywood is like, um, it's kind of like the Castro area of San Francisco. Okay. So okay. It's like yeah, yeah. very LGBT. Also like used to be like, you know, really artsy and kind of poor. And now it's up and coming. Yeah. 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 Good uh, for that. West Hollywood is more than up and coming. My neighborhood, there's still like lots of garbage on the ground. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Perfect. Perfect way. Of yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> it's really painted a picture for us. Yeah. Just like an insane amount of garbage. Um, yeah, and like you know. Anyway, so because I live in LA, like the kinds of people I see, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Like when I was on Tinder, it was just like abs, 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 abs. Which like abs are great, but if all I'm seeing is like pictures of your abs, like I don't. I can't tell what kind of person you are, and I can't talk to an ab. Yet. Yeah, they're working on that yeah. science. Can you, you talk, the technology can you talk to multiple abs, though? Like, uh, yeah, only six at a time. <laughs> <laughs> and they're um, all in the key of C. It's just like a ding-dong-dong. <laughs> yeah. You need, you need, like, vibraphone mallets to play them. But what I noticed on Hinge was that, like... There are patterns that you start to see with the way people answer things, like what I was saying about people saying, like, the key to my heart is in the bottom of the ocean. Like, people aren't trying. They're just writing things like they're not trying to connect. But in the picture section, I started, I was like, oh, that's a picture of a guy with Jeff Goldblum. That's cool. And then, like, five things later, you know, five profiles later, I'm looking, like, oh, that guy's with arm in arm with Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) And then, like, like, I saw, I've seen, like, maybe 20 25 pictures of guys like on their hinge profiles like guys arm in arm with jeff goldblum and i was like is he is jeff goldblum like a part of some like conspiracy to get guys (laughs) girls like is like what is this and i realized it's because he'll take pictures with anyone with his band when his 
band plays. Yeah, the Mildred um, Snitzer Orchestra. Yeah, this, the Mildred Snitzer Orchestra. Exactly. I did some research. Good work. Before I came on the pod, uh, but. <laughs> yeah, like, but I was like, it, it was the kind of thing where I started taking screenshots of it because I was like, it was a pattern I was noticing so much. Where I was if, like, if you is... could send us all those screenshots, I'm gonna use them for advertisements. Yeah, also, like, oh my god, for the rest of time. If, if you could like screenshot all those hinge profiles of those people, with Jeff Goldblum, I want to contact them. I'm gonna look and see if I saved any of them because I did. I had like about at least ten. Because we'll take uh, just ab pictures too, and then we'll put his. <laughs> face next to it and and we had a gen z on earlier today actually for for another episode to explain to us gen z culture and, and verbiage but we can oh, definitely nice. yes. zaddy some uh some ab pictures into some lit lit dead ass lit. yeah de- she uh, used dead ass like i didn't even ask like i had a list that i had found on babble <laughs> yeah oh no um i've looked at that list a bunch yeah like there and there are like a few different like where i was like gen z slang where i was like i have to look it up because i kept hearing people say things that i didn't understand Aust- austin saw, like took so it to much. heart so quickly because i tried to throw him under the bus like during our interview to be like hey i'm gonna give you a segment now where you get to talk to a gen z as if you were a gen z and i want you to use as many words as you learned as possible and he like Within five sentences, he used like 30 Gen Z words. And I was <laughs> like, you were incredible. Like, you should have been a rapper because you just like, <laughs> you just like sponged up all that Gen Z and just spit it back out again in a heartbeat. And it was, it was literally amazing. It was the first time, I'm not going to say it's the first time I was really proud of him because that's not true. <laughs> but, but the only really good reason to be proud of him. Yeah, it's one of the good ones one of the good ones for sure did he use them correctly or did he just say yeah like, no he he nailed it dead ass lit that schlaps uh i can't even redo <laughs> what he did because he he was literally able to make full sentences came up with a note his own special problem requiring his finsta and how he was talking to a <laughs> thick girl on his finsta like he had a whole thing like he had a whole new did she think you were a snack austin yeah i was a what a snack I was a snack, yeah. A thick snack? A thick snack. Yeah. That's right. With double C's. See, you Uh live in LA, so you're like very immersed in that culture probably all the time. Well, uh, listen, no. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I'm proud of you for that, by the way. Thanks. I mean, most of the time, like, I would say, I I mean, I have one of my neighbors says dead ass all the time. If you're listening, Gabby, hey. Uh, she says dead ass all <laughs> See, the time. I had I never like, I had never heard that used as Neither a, a noun verb, whatever ass. it is used as. I've never heard that before. She before used today. it before we even got into the terms, just like casually used dead ass. And I was dead like Dead ass? I believe it. And I, I I was very like we had a lot of context we had to do. Also, she let us know that the first time she knew of Jeff Goldblum was from Cats and Dogs. That movie in like two thousand. Remember that movie? Three. The, the beagle as a main character and a cat who is a like a. Uh, listeners, you can't see my face, but I'll describe what it did. Uh, my eyebrows were knit together like I was so confused and thinking really, really hard. And then my eyes kind of widened, but it wasn't because I was excited. It was like they became more dead inside. Like oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, um, right. That, that movie. Yeah. Cats <laughs> yeah. and dogs. No, yeah. <laughs> that that literally is their uh their last time they can think of Jeff Goldblum. And then they're like, Oh yeah, Jurassic Park because of memes. And it was just Oh, I think Jeff Goldblum has also like made um a lot of like made himself even more famous just by being himself everywhere. Um my first memory is watching the movie Earth Girls Are Easy. Oh, God, I love mom. that movie. Yeah, Regina Davis. A, yeah, who he was married to. Yep. Thanks, IMDb. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I barely remember that movie, but, um, but I remember being like, this is sexy and I feel weird in my pants. Um, <laughs> the first movie, though, I ever felt that way about was Rocky Horror Picture Show. I remember watching yeah, it. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Damn it, Janet. Why and all am that I good warm? stuff. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, God. Have you ever been to a Rocky Horror Picture Show, like, live in the theaters where people dress up and do the whole shebang? I have. It's... I've also been to theater productions where they do that. Yeah, um, you're, one of your best friends was in one of those that's theater right. productions. That's wow. right. Wow. What, what did he or she play? 
She was Columbia. Nice. Wow. That's not, no, not Columbia. Yeah, Columbia. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Columbia. Yeah, not Magenta. I almost got them confused in my mind. No, yeah. She's the sister to uh, creepy long hair. So not Magenta. Columbia. She's the one who dates Meatloaf in the movie. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a bat out of hell. You guys love Meatloaf? Yeah. Yeah, everyone does. Like a bat out of hell. Let me go home to the moment. Let me sleep on it. Let me sleep on it. Let me sleep on it. Give me the answer in the morning. Yeah. Oh, so loud in your ear. The best. No, seriously. Oh, good. So what else is on my list to share with you? I'm excited you have a list. You're the first guest that actually came on with a list and was prepared. I mean, Janine tries to be prepared, but we throw her so many curveballs, it ends up being, like, all over the place. But you came, like, list in hand, ready. She sounded ready. I uh, I was listening to your most recent episode about her starting to talk about Taylor Swift, and I was like, she came, like, she knew what she wanted to talk about. Uh, yeah, she's our contemporary culture consultant for a reason. Like, she, she's that way normally in life like i'll come <laughs> like for a bonfire because they're one of the few people i've seen during covid times it's like it's basically her and my other best friend matthew is like her roommate and i go and spend time with them and she's just like on it that was how she became <laughs> one of our first guests for the podcast because i'm like you are just the most knowledgeable human being i think i've ever met about just random ass she, shit she made it so i found my feelings yeah oh yeah she where, forced where austin they? To. uh they were deep <laughs> <laughs> they were deep in me but i did that's i think it's about to come out right or no that's one that came it, it already came out it came out yeah and since then you've 13. lost them again so no yeah. i have not i did not get to listen to the episode all the way through because i ended up doing oh god i can't stop talking about my neighborhood but this this neighborhood hang with dogs it's so nice there's like you sit you're far away you got coffee Dogs run around, they like maul each other or whatever. I mean, I, I have a suggestion. How about you start yeah. playing featuring Jeff Goldblum at all of your dog sessions? So we can get a <laughs> like, whole hey new guys, audience. I know you want to have conversations, but. Yeah, yeah it doesn't have to be like loud. Yeah. It can how, be in the background. I mean, how we can hip, be like a subconscious thing. Like come hang out at my house with your dog, socially yeah. distance and listen to this podcast. Live podcast <laughs> sessions. It's very hip. You know what? I'm going to take it under advisement. The dog sessions. Um, we'll see. Yeah, dog. the dog sessions. The dog He's sessions. He's dog park East Hollywood. Oh, so here's what's on my list. So you guys may know from your knowledge about Jeff Goldblum that he uh, is a, uh, he's a Meisner technique actor. Do you guys? Yes. You, Sandy okay. Meisner. Yep. Uh-huh. So do you know about any like Meisner technique stuff? I don't. Uh, I do know about Sandy Meisner that the main technique was that you need to react to your uh your fellow actor yeah so you need to or your act yes. actively listening was a huge yes. sandy meisner technique yes so one of the things that uh they do and you've maybe seen this in like tv shows or movies um but like an acting exercise that like meisner people do is where you like say the same word back and forth at each other and you just try to react like naturally so you might like change the way you say the word or the sentence right so be like we're gonna do this yeah it sounds like we are okay okay so uh maybe we can do it the three of us maybe it should just be two of us doing it i don't know what it'll be let's let you and tyler do it and then if a third seems comfortable i'll chime yeah just jump in with the same word no that's perfect actually that's really nice okay so we're just gonna have like a short easy sentence and you're not going to change the sentence. You're just going to change the way you say it. So it would be like, the sky is blue. The sky is blue. The sky is blue. Whatever. Got it? Okay. Uh, got it. So the sentence, what should it be? Um, I was going to let let Austin. Yeah, decide. let's go with. Give it something semi-normal. Okay. Like, like not crazy. Like, my how, vagina's on fire. Actually. Let's go, let's go with a really basic one that so many people say every single day that is monotonous it's really nice outside great okay cool all right and we want to be focusing on each other all right i'm focusing on bring you. the focus in. i don't know if you can tell through i Zoom, can but I'm focusing no i can on you. i can see it. okay it's really nice outside it is really nice outside it's nice outside it's nice outside it's really nice outside 
Yeah, see, it's perfect. So <laughs> we're not going to do it for eight years. But if you were to really do it, you would do it. So you have to imagine that like Jeff Goldblum has probably done this a million times in his life. And to me, this is maybe the reason why he talks the way he does when he's doing his line deliveries. Yeah, because he's just because going he really- through every option of how he's going to say something to such a degree That's that right. he's actually like now has these weird pauses. And uh-huh. it's I, I don't even know if I can do it like Jeff Goldman, but he'd be like, it's nice. Out- outside. Outside. Yeah, it sounds like he's thinking about what he's about to say all the time. And he ums and ahs a whole bunch. I mean, like everything. And this is like early on, like I deep dived before we did this book review because he went like all the way back to the first movie ever, which is going to be a good tie in for us because I do have a quiz for you about early Jeff Goldblum. Oh, no. Okay. But they talked about Sandy Meisner in the book, too, and this this whole technique and how he was the king of just like listening and reacting to the person, even when they reacted weirdly, like he would actively react weirdly to him. So someone would have a line where they're supposed to be sad and they're just like, it's fine. And he's like, yeah, it really seems fine. It really does seem fine. It seems fine. <laughs> and he just like overact to the point that he was made it almost more real. He was this weirdly real yeah. character. And, and throughout his early career, he got picked up without very much talking roles, just because he reacted so much to the talking characters that he became this, this like image in among himself. Also, he was like six foot four. Yeah. And this just super goofy, huge dude who would just like, he was born to react. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's like, I think that's part of like what makes me really like him a lot. And also his just giant confidence giant confidence very hot yeah right like i mean mean, you look at his face he's pretty good but like but being paid to be yourself it's pretty huge you know like we just need your persona it's like will ferrell kind of has the same thing going for him in a sense it's like just play Mm. that character you play a lot (laughs) you know like you're that personality we need that but I mean, that level of confidence, like he beats Will Ferrell because Will Ferrell knows that he's kind of a goof. Like Jeff Goldblum is confident in the fact that he is sexy, even though he's not necessarily like sexy in a very standard way by any means. I just like I end up seeing these videos of him just talking where it's him or like being interviewed or something. And it's like, yeah, his confidence level is high so we do we do have a game for you that we built Uh, i'm glad you brought up sandy meisner because we we created a game called the portrait of a young goldblum and we have game show music for you even we're gonna do this right so this is portrait of a young goldblum so i'm gonna ask you questions only about early career jeff goldblum and i mean early okay are you ready no, but yeah, I'll do it. Perfect. Yes, wow. and. Okay, so Jeff started his movie career in a very uncharacteristic way. So, do you know the first film Mr. Goldblum ever appeared in? I was going to leave it like low in the background. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I like that. I, I'm going to give you an ABC so you oh don't my have God. to just yeah. like no, no, throw I'm gonna, it out. I'm going I'm to kill this. Okay. Yeah, we're going to ABC it. Yeah. So, first film... Goldblum. I think he was 19 years old in this film. First okay. film he ever appeared in. Uh, by the way, just just for info, he just like went to New York randomly, didn't go to college, went to New York to try to become a film star, met Sandy Meisner. That all started that way. He got his first big gig, and I mean big gig, on a high-level film. Which was it? A, Next Stop, Greenwich Village. B, Death Wish. Or C, between the lines death wish you're right that's absolutely right i i should like give you some like yeah, do we have cash do we have it yeah i should give you some <laughs> like straight cash for sure Here, i'll give you this instead for now did you even get I that i can barely hear it oh yeah i gotta turn up the other music too because since we allowed the music to happen in the background there's a lot of things going on, on but you this don't end. have like a rap air horn Wait, can I provide my own rap air horn? Yeah, sure. yeah, of course. Okay, hold on. I'm opening. I'm opening the app because you have to have this ready at any point. So, um, I 
have an app with an air horn and my housemate and I will kind of prank each other with it every so often to make I love this. Sounds. Okay. Yeah, so like So one more time, just like, say the word you, death you got wish. That correct. There it is. Okay, I like that. I'm gonna let but you I want, do. I want yours. I don't want to actually do that. No, I, I like that. I I want you to keep doing that every time you're successful. And when uh, you okay. fail, we'll we'll do something else when you fail. Oh, good. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be good. I promise. Okay. Uh, ready for number two? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yes. in Death Wish, his first character role is very small. Was what as a a newsboy, B homeless man, or C freak? I want to say freak just because that's fun, um, but I think it's a newsboy. Are you gonna settle with newsboy? You're looking at me like I shouldn't, but I, a newsboy. You want to go newsboy? Final answer. Newsboy. Okay, <sighs> sorry, it was in fact freak. You had it right before. Uh, he was freak number one in Death Wish. <laughs> freak number one. Well, you didn't one. say freak number one. Well, I didn't want to give out because I could have said newsboy number one, homeless man number one. But, but you if know. you said if you said freak number one, it sounds like it's an actual title that they would yeah, put in the credits. That's why I took you know? that's why I took off the number one though because it'd be too easy. I guess so. Yeah. Like Do you it. think there's there's a real difference by like between someone saying this is freak number one or this is like number one freak? <laughs> yeah, it makes a huge <laughs> difference. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Number one freak gets. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and he truly, he truly was the freak number one. Like his his role. If you ever watch Death Witch, which I honestly don't, it's I won't. Not a great movie. <laughs> yeah, I won't. And it does not seem like he's a very thin, very bug eyed Goldblum, and he basically breaks into a home and like like attacks women. With, oh with his, my yeah. gosh! It's, I already wasn't gonna watch it, but now I'm like, you know what I've really been missing is like jeff goldblum rape scenes so yeah like maybe i will watch it yeah no it was very it was hard to see but um it was his first role ever he never did anything like it again but uh that was the first thing he was cast for and yeah i mean he well, did congrats. it that's a big deal it yeah it was something Get your first movie part or movie. well back then it wasn't a big deal but now it is now <laughs> man it, it always was a big deal <laughs> <laughs> ready for number three yes i am uh so famous director robert Altman. Uh-huh. He made MASH. He made Gosford Park. Yeah. Uh, he took for... a liking to young Goldblum early on and gave him a non-speaking role in the famous film Nashville. Okay. So in Nashville, he plays a character who is just seen occasionally as, as a way to view Nashville as a whole, where he is writing in slash on uh this motorized vehicle and occasionally offering rides to other characters to like make the new scene transitions was he riding in or on in a motorcycle b vw bus or c an oversized motorized tricycle do uh is there a side? Okay, I want you. Even if these aren't the right answers, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. okay. Is there a sidecar in the motorcycle or the tricycle? No. Okay. If uh, it's not in the VW bus, does he have to? Does the person have to sit on his lap? I guess on the tricycle. If it is a tricycle. No. In either case, <laughs> this was 1973. So in either case, um, they're wildly oversized in every version. Okay, Bobby Altman. I'm going to say the answer is VW bus. It is actually C, oversized tricycle. Motors, motorized tricycle. And it I is, am good at trivia, and it, this it, is making it seem like I am not. I made it very hard on purpose <laughs> because we wanted to dive really deep because I knew you just nail it otherwise. So I wanted to like dive it, deep. It looks like a three-wheel, like have you seen those three-wheel motorcycles? Yes. Like two wheels, but it has like super long forked it's like wild front wheel on it, it it looks like a burning man vehicle almost uh -huh. it's like a monkey handlebar gigantically long tricycle with the two wheels in the back and the one giant wheel in the front and he is dressed 
full Burning Man 70s, like riding around Nashville, never speaks once in the entire film. I watched this film uh, recently for this for this book review we did, and I was in shock because he's not a character, really. Like, he's literally, like, you see him in the beginning of the film, like, you see this weird-ass tricycle thing, and you see the back of him, and you see, like, parts of him, and then throughout the film, like, he's suddenly at bars and things. But he's always this background, just side, very suave side character who never speaks, and then he gets on this weird tricycle with different characters and, like, takes them around Where do they sit? Is it just that he's got, like, kind of a banana seat? Yeah, no, it's basically a banana seat. Like, it's they like, sit behind him. It's like a him. motorcycle. You sit behind him. Okay. Yeah. Hugging Do you see him. why I was asking if they would maybe sit on his lap? Though, it, was a t- on- it was a tough question. Yes. Yeah, it was. You did a good okay. job of investigating. It was technically that. also I know, cheating, I don't think you're but that was to good. Investigate when you're but, doing. Yeah, it was te- yeah. technically yeah. cheating, but it was. It's it a was very loose. <laughs> it's a very loose, you know, version here. You're I love technical to- cheating. Yeah. Okay. You got more. <laughs> I got. I got one more for you. Are you ready? Okay. Yep. And this is a deep cut too. So, pre-movie, young. I mean, young Goldblum. I mean. 10 to 12 year old gold bloom hot just kidding gross well it gets worse <laughs> hot and gross oh. in the shower <laughs> right okay he's taking a shower just getting a very visual image house. here yeah i wish i wish we did yeah, this one with, yeah. Yeah. i wish we did this <laughs> on the video because her face just gets better and better as this goes on but but all right so the steam from the shower steams up the mirror and literally he says every day he got out of the mirror out of the shower Sorry, out of the, out of the mirror. <laughs> like, this is well, I didn't know. You didn't know that, that about is, Jeff That is Goldblum. a really good. That's a really good album title. Yeah. Out of the mirror. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. like Man in the Mirror without. Yeah, the yeah. Pedophile. It seems like yeah. Mike, Michael Jackson reincarnate. Anyway, <laughs> no. <thanks>. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Let's not do that again. <laughs> I watched Leaving Neverland. <laughs> <laughs> no one leaves Neverland. <laughs> All these documentaries have been like. I know it's pandemic. been so. Oh God. Ricky Lee and I watched them in tandem. Like all of these like sex abuse documentary series, we watched them over the phone together. That like, must have been like, like on nice. speakerphone, and you're just watching them. So what we do is we do ready. Okay, we each get it ready, and then we go one, two, three, and then we get it playing at the same time, and then we hang up, and then we text during it, and then we take pause breaks and, like, decompress about, like, how we feel about, uh, like, Harvey Weinstein. Alan Farrow, Harvey Weinstein, yeah, uh-huh. all We just of them. did uh, Alan B. Farrow. Anyway, I totally interrupted your No, uh, I, love, I love this stuff. That's, that's good. So, all right, he gets out he of the shower. Or- he, he writes oh, in, the, in shower. the steam on the mirror, not coming out of the mirror he comes out of the shower he writes on the mirror every day pre pre moving to new york pre first movie a please god make me an actor b you're beautiful comma you truly are or c carpe diem ooh okay i'm going to give you my reasoning why okay i like that okay so uh, please God make me an actor. I'm going to say no, because he can be an actor. He, he is, he's an actor. He's studying to be an actor. Although I mean, please God at, make me. At, at this point, he's 10 to 14 years old. So this is pre him studying to be an actor. He's taking piano lessons at this time. He's doing a little bit of drama in school, uh, but he has not moved to New York and actually studied under Sandy Meisner yet. I'm going to say, I don't think it's that one. Okay. Um, based on uh, that it feels like uh, I don't know. I like the other two based on what I know about Jeff Goldblum more like you're beautiful, you truly are that one made me laugh and so I do think it's that one although Carpe Diem sees the day Yep. Uh, is also feels Goldblumy but I'm going to go with B you're beautiful, you truly are alright the answer is A. Yeah, it is. He's got to make me an actor. It's yeah. A, quite literally. Yeah, and I and I wrote those other ones because I've read so much about Goldblum. I'm starting to write like him too, but but yes, he he uh, went and saw a play and was doing drama and was trying to become a jazz musician with piano and wasn't feeling confident in it and he wanted so badly to be an actor and when he told his parents that who both tried to be actors, I guess, too, and and failed and basically told him it's not a good idea. He said it in his mind he would do 
something different from his parents. So every day he would write, please God, make me an actor in the mirror. And then as he turned 17, actually, he moved to New York to become an actor, got in school with Sandy Meisner. Sandy helped him lie about his age so that he could get into the college school he wanted to be in to work under Sandy Meisner and then started taking on uh, gigs as they came, doing his first at 19 in Death Wish. That's pretty cute. It's super cute. That's a pretty cute. Super Your face said how cute it was before you even. Said <laughs> she's it. also super. She, she's also super disappointed that she got how many wrong? Uh, most of them, but yeah, I got three out of four wrong. Three out of four, which is terrible. Like, um, I mean, it you makes still, me. It's a B plus. How badly I'm doing right now makes me want to brag about how good I am at doing the crossword, the New York Times crossword app. <laughs> Oh my god, wait, can we yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> no, we don't have to talk about it. Yeah, I just we do. it made me like the surge of competitiveness with myself made me be like, you don't get it. I'm real good at smart. Um <laughs> I see, I knew you were good and smart, which is why I concocted a super hard because the quiz we gave other people was really like elementary level. Okay, quiz. I haven't give me give me one that you gave to someone else. Okay. Um I I, I I swear I haven't I haven't listened to any quizzes. Let's see, what do we tell other people? Any any good uh a Jeff Goldblum fact okay. Um I mean, we did like what's the name of Jeff Goldblum's jazz band, but you already know that. Yeah, you know uh, that yeah, one. Yeah, the, the Mitz Mitzner Oh the no. the what? Uh, uh, it's not what is it? M- M- Mitzer? Mill Mill Mildred Spitzler? Mildred Spitzler? Schnitzler. Yes. Ork. Orchestra. Oh, orchestra. Oh, I knew that part. <laughs> Mildred Snitzer Orchestra. She got Very that good. Right. Very yeah. good. She got that you like right. how I just yeah. like, I like spoonerized the. I was her like, subconscious. In all right. One. What about uh, Jeff <laughs> yeah, Goldblum's think. hometown? Do you know Jeff Goldblum's hometown? Oh, yeah. It, obviously, the answer is. <laughs> Washington, Kentucky, Chicago. Is he from Michigan? He, he's from Pittsburgh. Pitt- obviously. obviously. Go, go, go Steelers. Yeah. Well, I can tell uh, you take a lot of good notes, and next quiz, you're going to nail it. But for now, we I mean, got to say can, good. We can tone down the next quiz, maybe a hair. It was kind of on me. I just read that Jeff Goldblum book. I got like really into like the deep yeah. knowledge, the, the super deep gold bloom but anyway uh maria we will get you back soon for now thank you so much everybody it has been just a goddamn joy and uh thanks for listening hey don't forget just don't <laughs> remember that just remember if you uh, are not already a monthly subscriber why not all of that free money that came in for the government in the last two years you get a pen and you get some art and beyond that you get the knowledge that you were doing good for the world you have to pay for the pen huh yeah but the art's free oh And, and the knowledge you're doing good for the world is free too we gotta work on our pitch there. Yeah, we're really bad at that. Money, please! Please, daddy, money! Oh, mom said she'd give us some money if we stopped saying the F word. Yeah, that's never gonna happen. I don't know, fuck. Good night, everybody.